Dr. Symphronia Taylor. Today we start a new series entitled Parenting is a Ministry. This is part one of two lessons. My intent is that you start to think about your relationship with your children and even those whose lives you speak into. One of the things that God has been showing me, just some of the persons I've been dealing with, um, is on parenting. And, and I'm not a parent. But I was a child at one time. And the things that I experienced as a child, I, I know the things that really benefited me versus the things that did not benefit me. So I've learned from that. And those of you who are parents, how many of you have had a manual when you started? So you learn just from experience. And that's how you learn a lot of things in life. So I, I want to talk to you from that perspective. Also, as I work with students and there's things I see and observe, and so a parent was on the way to work, and they were just rushing. And the door was open because Deacon was there cleaning up. And so the first parent, they saw the door was open, and they saw a person there, and they just dropped off their child. The next parent that came in said, well, I saw them drop off their child, so I just dropped off my child too. And sometimes we forget, and, and, and sometimes we have lack of forethought when it comes to our children. But also when we talk about parenting, even though I'm not a parent, I've had to work with children, work with young people. And so even if you're not a parent, think of yourself as, as you are touching the lives of children. Because a lot of you touch the lives of children. They're not your children, but you touch their lives. And so in that aspect, you're also being a parent. You're having an influence on how they're raised. This puts it deeper in your soul and in your spirit. Amen? So as we begin this evening, we want to talk about parenting is a ministry. So parenting as a ministry. So as you, as you think about, some of you when I ask the question about a manual, nobody raised their hand. So as you think about the things and the keys that you need to, to gain instruction, do you think that the Bible gives clear instruction on how to train children? And there are actual chapters on family and family relationship, Ephesians and things of that nature. Let's just look at a couple of uh, scriptures before we begin. Genesis 2, 23, 24. So we see, we see the beginnings of family and, and unity and marriage being instituted in the Bible. And again, as, as we've already reiterated, marriage is a religious institution, a spiritual institution, a God-given institution. It is not a man-given institution. Okay? It is instituted by God. Okay, let's uh, go to Genesis 18, verse 19. And we'll look at this verse a little bit later, but I just want to go ahead and read it. As I said, we'll go to this scripture later, but it's good that God knows the heart and intentions of a man. Isn't that a blessing? That God knows your hearts and your intentions. And not only knows it, but says, I can trust it because I know it. Now, let's try another one. Um, let's uh, go to Deuteronomy 4, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. Only give heed to yourself and keep your soul diligently, so that you do not forget the things which your eyes have seen, and they do not depart from your heart all the days of your life, but make them known to your sons and your grandsons. Remember the day you stood before the Lord your God at Horeb, when the Lord said to me, Assemble the people to me, that I may let them hear my words, so they may learn to fear me all the days they live on the earth, and that they may teach their children. Translates into a people who know his word, and we always talk about you know the 
the children of Israel knowing God. And, and I think God sort of shows us through a lot of scripture that, you know, if we, if we really want to be a people that know God, then we're responsible for starting with those young persons who we connect with. And as we think about teaching God's word to children, um, I'll skip to the last point quickly since we're talking about that. Even though we may think about children and we may think about different children's personalities, the word of God does not change depending upon that personality. I think a lot of times as adults we often think about, well, I have a particular problem, I have a particular issue, and the Bible does not address it. But the Bible is really a complete education and complete manual, all the things and all the problems in our lives. And so don't think just because the Bible doesn't specifically say how to teach special ed children or how to work with special ed children, that there's not a part of the manual that deals with how to love children that have special needs. So let's know that the Bible is a complete in its in its description of how to work with children, how to teach children, how to touch their lives, and how to love them. And even though they may be different one from another, even though you may have one child and, and one personality and another child with another, the Bible is complete in the way that we should use it. Um, just quickly, because I like to share again, um, like an example of, of different personality types of children.
And if this is a God-given institution, then your life, your attitude, should reflect God. I think it's, it's kind of ridiculous as a Christian, and we say we're Christians, and we want our children to be Christians, and we want our children to look like God, but when they look at us, they don't see God. You know, as parents, we've got to know that as we train our children, our purpose is that we glorify God and teach our children to glorify God. That through this whole process of parenting, family, touching the lives of children, we are transformed. And we are to train these children, train them, and love them. As we look at glorifying God, we have to say yes to, the, to God. Before we can even touch the lives of children, we have to say yes to God ourselves. And as we say yes to God, we've got to know that we, got, we use his word to train our children. And this is a very familiar scripture. Let's just turn there real quick. 2 Timothy 3, 16. All scripture is given by God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So again, as we are to have this role of a parent ministering to our families, and this is a God-given institution, then we are to use the word of God to teach and to train. Now, we talked a little bit earlier about this scripture in Genesis. Let's go back to it. Um, as we look at parenting as a ministry, let's go back to Genesis 18. Even though we're going to read 16 through 33, in, that, in one of the verses, God asks himself a question. And it's sort of, he's not really asking himself a question, but it's like an example to us. Um, and the, the question, the answer to the question can be positive or negative. But in Abraham's case, the answer was positive. Genesis 18. 16 through 33. When the man got up to leave, they looked down towards Sodom, and Abraham walked along with them to see them on their way. Then the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation, and the nations on earth will be blessed through him. For I have chosen him that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. So the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised him. Then the Lord said, I'll cry against Sodom and Gomorrah. It is so great and their sin so grievous that I will go down to see if what they have done is as bad as the outcry that has reached me. If not, I will know. The men turned away and went towards Sodom, but Abraham remained standing before the Lord. Then Abraham approached him and said, Will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there be 50 righteous people in the city? Will you sweep it away and not spare the place for the sake of the 50 righteous people in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the righteous with the wicked, treating the righteous and the wicked alike. Far be it from you, will not the judge of all the earth do right? The Lord said, If I have 50 righteous people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Then Abraham spoke up to him again. Now that I have been so bold as to speak to the Lord, though I am nothing but dust and ashes, what if I number? What if the number of the righteous is less than fifty? Will you destroy the whole city because of five people? I'm sorry, less than fifty. Will you destroy the whole people because of five people? If I had forty-five there, he said, I will not destroy it. Once again, he spoke to him. What if only forty were found there? He said, For the sake of the forty, I will not do it. Then he said, May the Lord not be angry. But let me speak. What if only 30 there can be found? He answered, I will not do it if I find 30 there. Abraham said, Now that I have been so bold as to speak to the Lord, what if only 20 can be found? 
He said, For the sake of the twenty, I will not destroy it. Then he said, May the Lord not be angry, but let me speak once more. But if only ten can be found there. He answered, For the sake of the ten, I will not destroy it. When the Lord had finished speaking to Abraham, he left, and Abraham returned home. As, as we think about the ministry, we know that God is a God of his promise. And he says, if I make a promise, I will keep it. How many of you make promises to your children? Or how many of you say things to your children and you don't follow through with what you say? How many of you make promises or say things just to each other? And you don't follow through with what you say? But, but as parents, as thinking about this as a ministry, as the children of God, as the people of God, when we say something, we should be people who are good for our word. Abraham kept asking God because he knew if he could get God to say it, God would do it. Now, and it's not that he was trying to, that he could change God's mind. God's mind was already set. But see, Abraham had to be convinced of what the promise of God was. Because once he knew what that promise was, he knew that God would do it. And there's actually a twofold lesson in that verse. There's patience. Because children are children of questions. And we know it for ourselves, we often question God. And you often say to yourself, God didn't answer me. And you know how frustrated you get. And you know how mad you get. But when a child asks you something, you don't answer them. Or you give them a stupid answer. And so if, if God did that to you, how would you feel? So as we think about this as, as parenting as a ministry, the same things that we want God to do for us, we have to minister that way to children and to those people we touch, those children we touch, those lives we touch. And so if God says to you, I will do it, then when you say to someone, I'm going to help you with your homework Thursday and Friday, you have to do it. And when a child comes and asks you a question, you don't say, I don't have time to be bothered for that right now. Because if you ask God, God, can you please pay my light bill? I need to pay it tomorrow. I don't have time to be bothered with that right now. I'm sorry. And 
children and the people that you minister to, how can a person trust you if you're not a trustworthy person? You want them to trust you, but you've not shown them the trust. So they're not going to be able to grasp or hold on to that. The same thing with children. They're not going to follow, they're not, they're not going to grab on or to grasp a concept or personality if they don't see it, if you don't exhibit it for them. You want them to tell the truth, but then they catch you on the phone telling a lie. You want them to not, you know, be alcoholics and, and drug dealers and all of those things, but they say you popping pills all the time. You want them to pray and be thankful to God, but they never see you praying. And so they're going to follow and they're going to grasp and hold on to the things they see. And so Abraham was bold enough to know that he could go to God and ask him things because he, he, had, an ex, he had an example from God. He had a relationship with God, and he knew that he could, he could be bold because he could follow the example that God gave that relationship, showed him an example. That relationship gave him something he could trust. A lot of times, you know, I think we frustrate children, too, because of that. You know, um, We may either give them a high standard and expect them to meet it automatically, or we give them no standard. And instead of saying, you know, if you, if, you, if you do well at this, if you make an A, for example, and they come home with a C, you get so frustrated. Why didn't you make an A? I know you can do better. I know. Instead of saying, okay, was this the best you can do? Did you, did you really try your best? And a lot of times not supporting them in that. God said, you know, Abraham, if you can find this many people, I'll do this. But he gave, but he gave him support in doing it. Okay, he encouraged him to do it. You want your child to make an A, but you don't give him support and encouragement along the way. And I think, I think we do it verbally and non-verbally. A lot of times our personality, our attitude will, will say to children, you can't approach me, you can't talk to me. But a lot, other, other times, you know, just like the, the, the busyness of our lives. You know, if we're always, do, even if we're, we're being busy doing things in church a lot of times. You know, and that's another thing I see around this church, I'm sorry to say, that a lot of parents are so busy with church work, they don't have time for their children. Okay, let me move on. All righty then. <laughs> Didn't get a lot of amens on that one, my brother. But you know, it's true. It's true. And so your children don't spend a lot of time trying to talk to you or tell you stuff because you're always on the run. And a lot of times you may even be on the run with them and you think just because they're with me that's some quality time, but it's not. And so even with your non-verbal speech, you, you make yourself unapproachable to your children. And if you want, if you want really to get an answer like Abraham wanted, it's, it's a two, kind of a, two, a two-edged sword because it, t- it shows us how children respond to us. But also how do we respond to children? Do we, do we, are we consistent with, with talking to them? Do we make time to speak to them? Do we make time to spend time with them? Is that something we consciously put in our mind to make time for? And, and this is, this is a, a kind of a small point, but yet it's a large point. The attitude that Abraham went to God with. I think a lot of times as, as parents, we have to teach our children how to come in the right attitude. But they're, they're not going to learn by you just saying it. You've got to show them. So when you go to your child, when you have something you want to ask your child, you've got to go to them in the right attitude. I know a lot of times parents will see me and I'll be talking to children. I might talk their ear off. They may have, you know, just done a horrible thing. But I'm not going to go screaming and yelling to them, baby, tell me what happened. Okay, then what did you do? Okay, what happened then? Okay, why are you screaming? I'm not screaming at you. Why are you screaming at me? A lot of times our attitude, the way we go to our children, is how they're going to learn how to have the right attitude with us and have the right attitude with people. And we've got to take time to not only tell them that, but to show them that. I guess when, 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 I, when I think about also, you know, being angry, I think a lot of people, we, we were t- one of the questions a little bit later is, you know, what did your parents show you? So sometimes a lot of it is we respond to our children 
the way our parents responded to us. And so you really have to, um, what we call self-reflection in edu higher education, self-reflection. But rather than just take a look at yourself, you know, take a look in the mirror, you know, and, and, and examine, and it's, it's very good to do it after you have just had an, an, an experience to examine how you responded in that experience. And that, as Christians, it's, it's something hard to, to think about in our minds. But if we have a conversation with our child, we have an experience with our child, take a few minutes, find a way to think about how you just responded to your child and analyze it. Think about it. What did you do? What did you say? Was, was that the right attitude? If it wasn't the right attitude, then here's another thing that Abraham said. He was apologetic when necessary. If you didn't have the right attitude with your child, go back and say, you know, just a few minutes ago when I talked to you, I may have yelled, I may have been angry, and I'm sorry for that. And this is really what I want to say to you, and this is really my heart, and I, I'm sorry for what I did. But as parents, you know, God, when we, when we talk to God, we're, you know, we want to be sorry and, and we want to be apologetic and then we want God to do what we want him to do. But we won't have that same example with the people we interact with day by day. I remember when I was when I was younger and I had um, um, some, I grew up with my cousins. And one day I, uh, I said something to my cousin that was real mean. And even at a young age, the spirit of the Lord said to me, that was really mean, you need to apologize. And so I had to go to my cousin and apologize. Now, you know how it is to apologize to somebody. Think about me at my young age having to apologize to my older cousin. Think about you having to apologize to a child. It's, it's, it, it may not be the most pleasant thing in the world. But if you want to build relationship, as Abraham had relationship with God, you've got to know when to be apologetic, when to say, I'm sorry, I did the wrong thing. And I know even sometimes, and this is my own pet peeve, sometimes I apologize even if, I wasn't the one who started it. Or if I, I may not even been wrong in that situation. But maybe that apology will get something in that person's mind to thinking about how they interacted, how they reacted. And as we talk a little bit later, that's, that's the whole point of being a servant. Because you've got to give up what you want to achieve a greater glory in God. Amen? Now, okay, so we said that Abraham had faith he was respected. He had this relationship with God. But look at why. What was God about to do to Sodom and Gomorrah? Fire, fire. <laughs> okay, there was about to be a bomb. <laughs> I'm gonna sing no matter what. I'll leave you alone. <laughs> he was about to set the house on fire, right? Now, why did Abraham go to God? Lot was in Sodom and Gomorrah, his nephew. So he went to God because why? He wanted to intercede for his, his family. He was going to God on behalf of his child. Anybody go to God on behalf of their child? Not only was he going to God on behalf of his child, but he was bold on behalf of his family. He didn't just ask God one time, you know, you know, can you please, you know, just not, can you just spare my child? But he was bold and he wanted to, to, to pray and intercede for his family. He wanted God to have mercy upon his family. So he was willing to stand up and be bold. And a lot of us as parents and as we touch people, as we touch children, we're not willing to stand up and be bold in order to pray for them, to ask the protection for them, to intercede for them, to stand in on their behalf. Abraham was willing to stand up and be bold because he cared for his family. And so your, your 
children, those people you touch, those laws you touch, they will see the care that you have for them in the actions that you do. Thank you for joining us. Next week, we'll continue the series, Parenting is a Ministry. For today, live in strength, grow in capacity, and work in confidence.